Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave and welcome to Day 28 of Grace and Suffering, a Lenten journey from our undisclosed location. And AJ, we are on to um, redemption. So be interested right. to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so when you look up the definition of redeemed, uh, it's to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. Mm-hmm. And so wanting to dive a little bit deeper into what Jesus actually did. Um, we, when we sin, we lose something. We lose our connection with God. Mm-hmm. And any sin requires some form of atonement. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, it might be discipline, it might be punishment, but more than anything, it's to restore us again in our relationship right. with God. And so we needed something to in payment for that sin. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. He made the payment for our sin so that we could be redeemed and therefore regain our relationship and our closeness with God. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things here that we we could talk about, AJ. So it's it's sort of like uh, Christ died on the cross for our sins, right? So that we could have access to God the Father and the Lord now uh, in heaven eternally um, intercedes on our behalf to the Father. But here's the thing. Um, Why am I having so much trouble remembering stuff today? (laughs) It's too much going on in my brain here. It's sort of like reconciliation, okay? So while we are reconnected spiritually, the results of our sin, which we have talked about, that temporal aspect of it, um, still needs to be uh, um, addressed or mm-hmm. paid for right. as well. So there's the spiritual kind of reconciliation that Jesus has done on the cross, okay, but then there's also the idea that um, as we uh, sin, that we are going to have to um, make payment, if you will, mm-hmm. for the effects of our sin in the temporal or earthly world, which could be in purgatory. Now, the reason I bring this up, if you are wondering, is because so often I would say that someone like Jeff probably went straight to heaven because he had so much suffering. Because when you, you know when you look at purgatory, purgatory would be like, like suffering or, or purifying or mm-hmm. refining who you are because nothing that isn't perfect can be in the presence of God. And so when you when you think about that, someone who's on earth who had a lengthy suffering like, like Jeff did um, had probably already through his own suffering here on earth um, paid, made reparations for all the temporal consequences of his own sin. Right, and I, and I also think of, you know, just to... You know, not to get too deep into purgatory, but, oh, let's but do. it's the, but it's that could be yeah, it could be another whole hour, but that's sort of the concept that in order to be truly reunited, reunited with Christ um, after we leave this world, we need to have been, you know, we need to let go of all of our like earthly desires and clingings and you know things that we're attached to, mm-hmm. and so that that time in purgatory is an opportunity for us to truly let go of all things, you know, of this world so that we can be in the next world with God. And to your point, I know that Jeff went through a process of that because literally he had to physically give up a lot of the things in this right. world. And so, again, you can become bitter and angry about that, or you can use it as an opportunity to help you just get closer <clears throat> to God and be more prepared <clears throat> when it's time to, to you know, meet him again. I don't think I've ever said this, but it's sort of like purgatory on earth, mm-hmm. right? That, that yeah. level of suffering for example, that both, frankly, you and Jeff went through in different ways is purifying, can be, refining, can be, uh, if we allow it to, which just traces back to the last several episodes of 
of entering into the suffering with Jesus, creating a hermitage. Because if you do go the other way, not only are you alone, you are probably not a very happy person either, right? And right. look, nobody here is saying this is easy, okay? Because um, I have trouble with much smaller sufferings. But I also think that the sufferings that we have in life continue to prepare us uh, as we move forward for the things that, that will happen in the future. Right. And I just want to mention, too, that, you know, we talk a lot about the suffering that Jeff had, which was that, you know, innocent suffering as a result of, a, of an illness. But it does become harder to understand, you know, suffering as a result of just pure malicious, I guess, evil, mm-hmm. um, which honestly is basically what Jesus endured. Yes. You know, and so, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, whether it's illness or misfortune or something like that. Um, I can only imagine how difficult it is to try to, to find meaning and purpose and to be able to transform a suffering as a result of you know, some, you know, true evil that has been perpetrated against someone. And I think that's part of why this whole, you know, looking at the Paschal mystery and, and Jesus' walk to Calvary Pope John Paul says that if we try to look at our suffering in the realm of justice, then we're going to have a hard time finding an answer. But if we can look to it in terms of the realm of Jesus's, you know, redemption for us and his suffering and um, for our salvation, then maybe it can make a little more sense. Yeah, as you were describing it, I was going to use the, the same word, except I was going to say, yeah, when there's an injustice that is just so blatant and real and so damaging, it's really hard to find the meaning in that. But as you were describing all of that, I'm thinking, you know, God has his providential will where he does what he wants to do. And then he has his permissive will, which he's still doing what he wants to do, but he's allowing Allowing. things to happen in the world, um, ultimately with the purpose of drawing us closer to himself. As you suggest, I mean, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane was like, okay, this is a really hard way to do this, Father. Right. Are you and, sure? And, and sometimes those same hard ways are, are asked of us. And, and at the end of the day, Jesus simply said, not my will, but your will be done. And I think when we get to that point where we're trying to reason something and figure out why it was, and it's just going nowhere, it's just to go, okay, Lord, not my will, which my will is to, oh, i got to tell you a story. I just, so... This is sort of related, but we were talking about forgiveness last night, and I had a lady come up to me, and she said, you know, Jesus doesn't talk to me that much when I'm in adoration, but he said to me, as it relates to forgiveness, that I don't need to know why she did it. Whatever it was that this person did to this other person, Jesus told her, the one who was hurt, you don't need to know why. I know why. I was like, wow, that's, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes in things that happen, that's exactly where we have to go. Because right. everything else is just going to wrap us around the axle, right. you know, in our relationship with God. If, if, we, if we don't just, just conform to, well, this is clearly God's permissive will at play here. Well, and I think you, you raise a really good point. In order to, um, you know, acknowledge, embrace, surrender our suffering, if we if we understand why somebody else has done this, then maybe that makes it easier. But the, the reality is we need to be able to let go of it without understanding that. And so that's beautiful to say that, that God understands why they did it. And God knows that person or those people or whatever situation has happened to you, God knows better what has caused them to act that way than we ever will. 
um, and we shouldn't let that limit us. So even if we can't forgive them, we can still try to let that go and to, you know, act in the suffering that we are encountering to still make something transformative happen. Okay, so two things here. Number one, if you're going through um, something like what we're describing, go to adoration. Because clearly, God just spoke to someone last night, and God can speak to us as well if we spend time in solitude uh, in a hermitage-type area um, with him. The other thing is, is if you are not forgiving someone who has created great suffering, you may never be able to forgive them, but God can forgive them through you. And so I have found myself in that place where I couldn't forgive someone. And believe it or not, I was able to actually verbalize forgiving them, which that's not always required, right? right. But it was only through the power and grace of God that right. I was able to do it. So if you're stuck right now with, I'm not going to ever make this happen. Well, you're right. Let Invite God into that in a real way. Because it's a form of suffering, honestly, to not oh, forgive someone. It, yeah, not forgiving just... It really does more harm to us, certainly, than it does to the other person. But having said that, the reality is it is difficult to forgive. And, and my only point was that even if you can't forgive, you can still look to Jesus and work work through Jesus and with Jesus in your suffering. Well, you can see that I, I jumped all over the forgiveness thing. So, <laughs> yes, you did. Because I, don't, right. I don't want us to hold on to that. Exactly. Um, and even inside of our suffering, there can be, um, we can be mad at God. Right? Oh, yeah. We've talked and, about that, too. Yeah. Well, we need to forgive God, too. If that's what if that's what's required, what else you got? Okay. That's all for today. All right, let's close in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All powerful and ever living God, we thank you for the continued grace in this podcast. We'd ask that if uh, there are people listening, uh, Lord, that are just struggling with the whole concept of of suffering and the and the Paschal mystery and and being redeemed, that you might um, open their heart, open their understanding in ways that they can uh, just begin to understand and realize the beauty that can be contained within our suffering. And Lord, I ask that you bless everyone listening in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.